In today's episode, we'll be talking about masculinity in Asia, solar power, and should foreigners behave themselves when they visit another country. That's all coming up on today's Good Morning Thailand. Could you please take a moment to click the like and subscribe button? It helps us way more than you know. Hello and welcome to Good Morning Thailand, brought to you by Coffee Culture and My Beach Resort, presented by Natty Warisa, Tim Newton, and your host Jay. It's great Hello. to be here, and uh, the different version of the program. Yes, it's about the thirteenth version. New set indeed. Um, yeah. Not many people have seen this new set. New office, uh, you know, new city. Wow. Where are we? Who knows? <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, uh, of course, you can click on the timestamps to skip to the part where you came to watch. Uh, as for now, let's take a moment to hear all the Thailand news headlines with Natty. Thank you, Jay. Well, looks like we'll know what's happening with the next changes to the Thailand Pass by the end of this week, perhaps as early as tomorrow. The hot tip is that the CCSA is going to drop the on-arrival PCR test with an airport ATK test. But health officials are said to be at odds when it comes to the logistics of up to 3,000 people potentially arriving at one time and how they would administer the test and where so many people would be waiting until their results came through. One unnamed official has also told reporters that even with the changes to the ATK testing on arrival, there was no guarantee they would also drop the prepayment of overnight accommodation at an SHA Plus hotel. We'll know soon. Thailand's Home Developer Sentiment Index has dropped to 47 in the first quarter of 2022, compared to 52 in the fourth quarter last year. An index below 50 means developers are not confident. The reason for the dip in confidence? Amongst other things, Russia's war in Ukraine has been cited as the main reason. The ongoing conflict is significantly influencing the cost of petrol and numerous construction supplies, notably steel, which has seen a 35% increase in steel since Russia's invasion in February, according to the Real Estate Information Center, or REIC. Other issues developers are facing include inflation, increasing interest rate, and the lack of labor to build new properties. In Thailand, the price of your electricity bill almost completely depends on your use or non-use of air conditioning, especially if you decided to sleep with it on. But one man in Pitsanulok, central Thailand, has found a way to get his bill down from 4,000 baht to just 44 baht. But he keeps all of his air conditioners up all day and night. So how does the man pay next to nothing to run his house into a haven of cool air in Thailand's sweltering summer months? Well, his house covered in solar panels. Before, he was paying 4,000 to 5,000 baht every month for electricity. Since investing in solar power, he pays as little as 44 baht every month and has the bill to prove it. But there's one small catch. It costed him 300,000 baht to have solar panels installed on his home. The Minister of Agriculture and Cooperatives has recently made plans to install solar panels in at least 1 million farms across Thailand to help reduce electricity bills for farmers. A Japanese woman has caused a stir on Thai social media after she posted TikTok videos of her dancing without a face mask on, as well as spraying water at strangers and a security guard while riding the BTS SkyTrain in Bangkok. Netizens weren't amused with the woman's seemingly random antics in the name of shameless self-promotion on social media. 
It started last Friday when she used a water gun on a few passengers who were waiting for the train. Even though she was asked to stop, the woman continued spraying water with abandon, with a big smile on her face, as if she were having the time of her life, all captured on her phone. It continued over the weekend, but this time her goal was to protest having to wear a face mask. No more masks, she said, twirling her white medical mask around her finger before flinging it to the ground. Don't you want to take off your mask? There was little support for the woman's antics or her protest methods on Thai social media. She has since publicly apologized for her actions on TikTok in a few languages, including Thai. She said, quote, I apologize for splashing water and not wearing a mask on the train, end quote. Thank you for the headlines, Natty. Now, ladies and gents. Thailand Pass. The Thailand Pass, of course. Um, the big elephant in the room, it's slightly boring now. We've been talking about it forever and ever. But rumors are that this might be the week that the post-arrival test might be cancelled. Tim, initial thoughts? Well, they've been talking about this uh, and they were saying it's going to be May the 1st. And then the, the last month they've been sort of backing off a little bit saying, well, wait till after Song Kran and we'll have a think about it. So they got, the TAT and the Tourism Ministry are going to be making official proposals tomorrow to scrap not only the on-arrival PCR test, but actually scrapping the Thailand pass. I don't think that's going to happen at the meeting on Friday. But I do think there is certainly a some sort of commitment that they need to change something, and they need to change it quickly if Thailand's going to have any hope of reaching its uh, the proposed tourist numbers. I mean, last week they were still trotting out seven, eight, nine million uh, arrivals for the year. These are just complete fantasy numbers. But unless they actually do something to change it, the, the, there won't be any possibility. Because the, the, after Songkran, the numbers have gone back to you know, seven, eight, nine thousand arrivals a day. And uh, that's great, but it's nowhere near the numbers they used to get. I mean, we used to get, uh, 110,000 people a day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we've got a long, yeah. long way to go. Now there's two questions I want to ask regarding the Thailand Pass. Nadia, I'll start with you. It, firstly, I'm guessing, like the TAT makes predictions, and in Thailand we like making assumptions, is it assumed that as soon as this post-arrival test gets scrapped and people will just start flooding into Thailand? Are we gonna see the arrival number, numbers on Suvarnabhum increase? I, well, my personal opinion is that because they change the rules all the time back and forth, right, there will be some sort of lag or some yeah. kind of, you know, um, confusion yeah, <laughs> or trepidation to even go on with it. So there'll be like a little tryout period, like a little like slow period. And then mm. once people know like, oh, it's the real deal, then maybe they'll come back. Yeah. But my prediction is actually that um, because we have the governor election coming up soon, there's a lot of elections that are going on. It's mm. not going to happen before May 22nd. That's only my prediction. I don't know what's going to happen with the Thailand pass, whether they're going to scrap the PCR. Well, you or think not. it's a political issue? Um, a little bit, because if somebody made the wrong move, then ha, then that party okay. will kind of be they've in got trouble. A, they've got a scapegoat. Mm -hmm. All right. Another problem I see with this is now. If they scrap the post-arrival test, you'll have to do an ATK test instead. However... You're still getting a thing up your nose. That's right. You're still getting a thing up your nose, and you still have to pay for the one-day quarantine hotel. So well, what maybe, are you really saving not. on? A thousand baht on a PCR test? Yeah. An ATK test is cheaper, but you're still paying for the hotel. 
Well, of course, getting rid of that prepaid hotel, that one night stay is really, you know, talking about the elephant in the room, that's, I think, the thing that's got to go. Because even the testing, you've still got that risk. What if I test positive? And if you've got 3,000 people arriving at once, if, you know, you get four or five plane loads uh, coming in all at the same time, and they're doing these ATK tests, where are they going to keep all these people waiting while they're getting the, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes wait for the test result? And how are they going to make sure that, uh, you know, Jay Smith is... You, you write your they're, name on the... They're going to get queue numbers. Oh, Everybody gets a queue number. I'm worried. Number 674. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, miss, I missed it. I was in the bathroom. Yes. No, so no, the, back of the line, back of the line. Oh. So I think that they haven't figured all this out. And so th- there's going to be a bit of prevarication. W- look, we will know this week. Mm. But unless they actually do something positive and wind back the restrictions, I think Thai tourism is going to take a very, very long time to recover. I think people are just sick of it. Mm. They're sick of the changes. They're sick of the delays. The rest of Southeast Asia is largely opening up. So unless Thailand does something fairly drastic, I mean, the numbers are down. They've been trending down yep. since the start of April. Mm-hmm. Will there be a Songkran spike up? Well, they won't know by the end of this that's, week. That's the main fear, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone's trying to have their piece. If you're a health official, this is the time for you to come out and with a prediction. And it seems yeah. like most of the virologists and the health officials are taking their moment and, you know, talking about 100,000 infections and, oh, my God, everybody be careful, work from home. So then so, yeah. they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't because on Friday if they say, oh, we're going to scrap the Thailand pass or we're going to get rid of the one-night uh, stay or we're going to scrap testing altogether, then if there's a huge spike up, what are they going to do then? Uh, difficult situation. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Is this the week that the CCSA decides that all restrictions will be gone? Dare we say it? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. You can find all of the latest information on thetiger.com. As for now, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Find the coffee roast you love most. Coffee Culture delivers Thai coffee online. Whole beans or pre-ground delivered to your doorstep in Thailand. Go to coffeeculture.asia and get coffee you love delivered to your doorstep. Welcome back. You're watching Good Morning Thailand. It's now time for a new segment on Good Morning Thailand where we'll be doing an editorial every day. Uh, Today, Tim Newton is talking about a specific topic regarding masculinity. Over to you, Tim. Thanks, Jay. Well, today we're talking about masculinity and the way different cultures perceive the issue. But to get there, I simply can't go past this astonishing representation of at least one person's perception of what American masculinity is all about. Tucker Carlson, a popular right commentator for America's Fox News, has launched an assault on the topic of modern America's loss of masculinity, among men, presumably. The short trailer for The End of Men tackles probably the wrong term, the topic of the total collapse of testosterone levels in American men. So yes, there has been some studies which track the drop in testosterone levels in modern men around the world, not just the US. It's an important topic and certainly worthy of a documentary. But the trailer has sparked a storm of criticism well, ridicule really, on social media, mocking Tucker's best intentions to bring the topic to life. Well, 
Here it is, a sort of homoerotic blancmange of topless men wrestling, flipping over tractor tyres, shooting guns, drinking raw eggs, cooking on a barbecue and milking a cow to the rousing orchestral opening of 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is, by the way, called Also Spruck Zarathustra, written by Richard Strauss. Amazing piece of music indeed. Well, then there was... That imagery of a man naked radiating his nether regions, huh? Well, Tucker worries reasonably about what he describes as the total collapse of testosterone levels in American men, a huge story he says that no one else covers. Now, voiceover on the trailer describes men who are tough, men who are resourceful, men who are strong enough to survive. Now, Tucker is addressing an important topic, but it's not just American men, and the issue has got little to do with chopping wood or cooking on a barbecue. Now, social media, to say the very least, has been unkind. One said, would be a good ad for Grindr. Another one said, Tucker would have enjoyed editing this. Now, we particularly enjoyed this particular critique. The shot of the guy milking the cow. Where's the bucket? Milking a cow without a bucket is just cow fiddling. But it gets worse. In another trailer, Tucker interviews a sports coach who promotes red light therapy, which is basically testicle tanning. For those of you contemplating exposing the sensitive areas of your body where the sun don't shine to red light or any other radiation, consult your doctor first, or at least do it in private. Similarly, if you believe you may be suffering from low testosterone levels, which can happen naturally as you get older, or be something that needs testing and treating, you should get a proper checkup by a medical professional. Tucker's obsession with sex and sexuality has culminated with this latest documentary. To be clear, he couldn't have received more publicity, even if he'd paid for it, but maybe not quite the publicity he wanted. Still, it is an important topic and a topic worth discussing as we compare the differences of what's considered masculine for Americans versus, say, Asians. And even around Asia, how is masculinity viewed in Thailand or South Korea or maybe in Indonesia? In the meantime, America's gay community can't wait for the documentary to air in the Tucker Carlson originals. Back to you, Jay. Thanks, Tim. Well, guys, interesting topic, <laughs> interesting topic. Now, Tucker Carlson, everyone's favourite Fox News presenter, after Bill O'Reilly, of course. Everyone. I think he's long gone, by the way. He has, but yeah. the essence of the Bill O'Reilly never dies. Yes. We'll do it live! But we're not doing it live. I'm sorry, Bill. So, okay, ma masculinity. Um, uh, the, what he was talking about in that is some sort of retro dream of the American male. Mm. But but I'm thinking that he, he's stuck somewhere in the 60s because, <laughs> um, and also if you look outside of America, I think the image of what is masculine and what is not has really massively changed. Yeah. Coming here to Asia, I really think there is a totally different vibe about what is masculine. Mm. I mean, uh, Natty, what do you look for? In, a, in an Asian male, what is masculine to you? I think honesty, their core values, um, if they honor their words, all of these qualities is something that I look for in a man. What? Whoa. Like, what? Whoa. Like flipping tires, milking cows, like that's not 
anything that any cooking girl, a barbecue <laughs> surely that's what well, you need it's a plus maybe a plus but you yeah, had <laughs> definitely not on top of my list there for sure i noticed most of on that uh, the trailer jay and natty that uh, most of the males that they use the models were all sort of hairless anyway mm -hmm. which is sort of a, a that's not quite the masculinity I mean, you basically, Jay, would be yeah. non-masculine because you've got a beard, <laughs> yes. a bit her suit on the chest. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, what do you think? Just because it's Tucker Carlson. It, no, 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 just let, let Tucker uh, for, go. Forgetting about the fact that it was Tucker Carlson talking about masculinity, I think the world has definitely completely changed from, yes, what is masculinity? Now, growing up, I think my influences were you know my father my uncle and they were quite sporty and you know alpha male macho men which put me into sports i looked up to my dad and i wanted to play sports or i was influenced into doing martial arts and as i've grown older uh, you know i'd never seen openly gay men or transgender men until i'd come to thailand i didn't know they existed you know and well, of course gay men uh, even gay women yeah. can also be, uh, some gay women can be quite masculine. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a gender thing. It's mm -hmm. more of a, a way that you act. Yeah. yeah. But, but I, I think that that's exactly it, the way that you act. Like people sometimes perceive, oh, if you're a man, you need to behave in a certain way. You know, it's not ge generally about facial hair or anything, but it's like, oh, you're a man, you should behave that way. Oh, take it like a man, behave like a man, you should be strong. But I think we've, we've come away from that. And like, I think that's, you're on the borderline of toxic ma masculinity. If you're just forcing someone to keep their emotions in and not express themselves just because you're a man, I think that's slightly unfair. But I think, I think we've moved away from that, and that's a good thing. Mm. I don't necessarily think of it as a bad thing. I'm kind of perplexed, or I'm a little bit confused. What is the purpose of the end of men? Do you know? Well, the, 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 the topic, according to the, uh, the, the trailer, mm -hmm. what a great trailer it is. <laughs> it, it'll go down as one of the great trailers of all time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, is the, the, the cause of some of this loss of masculinity is the lowering of testosterone levels in modern men. It's mm -hmm. not just an American phenomenon, it's actually a, a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, so uh, what, what maybe what Tucker is calling for is sort of a, you know, let's fix the problem of whatever the health problem is yeah. and let's get back to flipping burgers and uh, flipping tyres and milking cows without a bucket. Yeah. So wait, so, Sorry, he's, yeah. he's, he, so he's equivalating um, testosterone levels with manliness. <laughs> so, so I mean, like you can't flip burgers if yep. you have low testosterone, or well, I mean, scientifically, I mean, the more testosterone you have, the more masculine you would tend to be. Mm. Your levels of aggression, your levels of assertiveness, will go up with your testosterone level higher. But so, really? is, which makes we... men men. Do we look mm. at it this from a scientist scientific point of view and talk about testosterone levels, whereas you know visuals like milking cows and chopping wood is being used? People with different levels of testosterone would still chop wood if they need to chop wood if they live in a place where they need it. Exactly. You know where I've you wouldn't be chopping wood in Thailand necessarily. Yeah, I think yeah. more Asian men need to milk cows. That that, that would solve <laughs> the problem. Yeah. But make sure you bring a bucket. Feed your family, man. I cook. Is that not good enough? Yeah. 
Yeah, and what about around Asia? The, the different cultures in Asia, in yeah. Thailand, Indonesia, where you've got sort of obviously the the Islamic influence. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe less so in places like Malaysia or Singapore. Then you go to Japan. South Korea has got a very different view of masculinity where uh, you look at all the K-pop bands, the the, the boy bands, they are are almost um, androgynous. Uh, So there is a whole different range of what cultures see as Mm. masculinity, even within the Asian region. Yeah. Even even influencers like music influencers like BTS, you know, that band in itself, like are they masculine men, like traditional masculine men? Probably not, especially if Tucker Carlson's watching them. No, um, I mean, I, d- I don't think they f- yeah. f- do barbecues and um, flip tires. And they've changed the norms. Uh, they are who they are. They want, if they want orange hair today, if they want, you know, purple hair tomorrow, I'm gonna wear what I want. and. It's about being confident. You know, like traditionally males, right? Like, okay, you go out, you hunt, and you do manly things, (laughs) right? Like traditionally, historically (laughs) even, right? Right, right, right. Hunters and gatherers. Hunters and gatherers. But in today's context, where no lions are going to come and approach us in Bangkok City, is that level of testosterone or aggression really needed? I think... Maybe Humans, evolution's doing its thing. Yeah, it's a fish-eating fish world. It's evolving. Everything in the world is evolving, and we need to, you know, go with the trends. Like, I don't know why we have to hold back the standards. Like, oh, this is the level of testosterone uh, that we had, and we have to, you know, it's so sacred. We must have the level of sperms. I, I and know. next up on Good Morning Thailand, we have Natty taking on Tucker Carlson himself. No, yeah. I wish we in arm wrestling. Yeah, we tried yeah. to get in contact with him. He didn't answer. So you, you, the the things that were exhibited by Tucker as what he considered as masculine, none of those were of any interest to you whatsoever. No, not at in all. In your search for the ideal man. No. Um, I don't know, physical appearance, like being super ripped and bodybuilder-like does not appeal to me or a lot of women for that matter. Again, it's all about trends, right? There was one point last year where the trend of dad bods was in. So I'm pretty sure thank he you. will. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, <laughs> so, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Yeah, thank you very much, dad bods. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Viewers, let us know, what do you think about masculinity and toxic masculinity? And for her, uh, for whoever is aware of this documentary coming out of Tucker Carlson, is this just a PR stunt? I mean, we're talking about it here in Thailand. Uh, is this a topic of discussion? Let us know your views. As for now, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. Welcome back. You're watching Good Morning Thailand with Natty, Tim, and Jay. It's now time to talk about foreigners and should they behave themselves. In particular, I'm talking about a story regarding a Japanese woman. Now, this lady, I'm guessing, is some sort of social media influencer, and she decided it would be a good idea to go onto the BTS train and start spraying water at people during the Songkran break, as well as Playing very loud music. Playing very loud music, <laughs> taking off her mask and dancing around and telling people, stop wearing your mask, aren't we sick of masks? Do, do you, you know? Firstly, just looking at it, yeah. do you think she might have been uh, assisted by 
um, either alcoholic beverages or some other illicit chemicals. She seemed quite sober to me. Yeah, she seemed sober, just like maybe chemicals in the brain or something. Okay. Okay. I think it was a desperate attempt at getting some clout, as they say. So maybe she was a few cherry blossoms short of a tree. <laughs> yeah, but the reason I brought up this topic is firstly, are we just talking about this because she's a foreigner? It's a Japanese woman, right? But if it was a Thai person, you know, we've sp spoken about stories regarding man eating pink flower, thinks he's invisible and dances on the streets. We stopped talking about it after a day. Now this lady has gone viral. Everyone online's like, oh my God, how dare she? Is it just because the topic is sensitive regarding mask and uh, water spraying, which the government has said no? Or is it because it's just because she's a foreigner. So I have a question. I don't know, but what's been the reaction on Thai social media? Have they mostly condemned her, or has she got some support? Condemned from people? her, absolutely people? condemned mm -hmm. her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So th this story hasn't really sort of filtered its way until now onto sort of the foreign media. Yeah. My guess is that I think Thais usually give foreigners a certain amount of rope. Uh, to sort of behave badly before they jump on it. Mm -hmm. um, I d d she was speaking English when she was asked, come on, g get involved it and like don't a wear weird masks. dubbing, to be honest, but yes, okay. the so message was clear. I'm not sure whether the people on the train may have thought she was Thai, yeah. but she certainly wasn't raving or carrying on in Thai. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, generally, I think... Um, yeah, she'll get the publicity, but I, the authorities usually give foreigners a little bit more rope. Mm. Natty, now, there's about three videos out. The main two ones is the first one, she's spraying water at people using a water gun, mm -hmm. and they're telling her to stop. And then the security guard comes and she starts spraying him, and she's laughing like she's having the time of her life. And then the second video is her actually on the train. She's got her speaker box out with loud music, just dancing, and then she starts telling people, come on, guys, come on, start dancing with me. And everyone else is like, no lady, way. what are you on? <laughs> initial thoughts, do you think this lady went a bit too far? Uh, my initial thoughts are that all of the clips that I watch are pretty lame <laughs> and pretty exactly what you said, like poor attempt of getting famous. Oh. Um, secondly, I think that people well, being outraged about it has nothing to do with her being a foreigner at all. It's just the fact that you don't even know what's in that gun. It could have been, you know, chemicals that are harmful okay. and she's shooting it directly at people's faces. Mm. So that's dangerous in itself. Not to mention her pulling down the mask in public. All that is something that's written in the law. Right? Talk about reading the room. Nobody else was splashing water or playing any games, yeah. especially because the government's already come out and said no water splashing, but yeah. this lady's just like, D I mean, the balls on her to just do it to the security guard as well. He even took out his walkie-talkie, I'm warning you, I'm, I'm talking to someone, and she's just like throwing water at him. Yeah, it yeah. was funny for a moment, and then I was like, what are you doing? Like, Yeah, inside the train's not a good look. Outside yeah. the train, maybe you might get away with it with a bit of a warning. Mm. I, I don't know, I, I haven't read whether she's uh, suffered any consequences from this except for a, a lot of negative commentary on yeah. social well, media. She's also had to come out on social media and apologize in several languages. Uh, I believe English, Japanese Thai, and Thai, and probably Japanese because mm. she's a Japanese lady. Uh, because, yeah, she's also representing. Has she been escorted to the airport, for example? I don't Ooh, think she's really she? had any consequences. Yeah, who is no, she? Is she an expat? Not. How is she living here? Yeah. I think she's in a whole world of trouble. 
So do you, do you really? I think so. Yeah. Okay, I think well, they're going to make an example out of her because especially the, the government's come out and said no water splashing. Right, so they oh, need to well, make okay. they need to make an example out of someone. Well, so, then you arrest allegedly a couple of thousand people in Bangla Road, Phuket, uh, Chowang in Kosamui, yeah, Kalsan Road yeah. over three different nights. But that's so you want to start people. arresting people. But that's mm. too many people. It's easier to single out someone. Well, then they're just going to look stupid if they do that after what happened during Songkran. Yeah, but crime. she's the one who personally posted it on social media, yeah. flaunting it. Don't wear your mask, I'm throwing water at people, what are you gonna do? I think she already kind of defamed herself, is that a yeah. word? Like she already kind of annihilated herself from the country, so the authorities don't necessarily have to come in and you know, like blah, blah, blah. Fair enough. Yeah, Maybe she's, social she's media's gonna, done the yeah. job. Yeah. She's not gonna get that visa approved next time. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably. just have to wait and see. Mm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's now time to find out some news around Asia. So here's Natty again, with with today's Asian news headlines. Taiwan has reported the first death of a child due to COVID-19 as its locally transmitted cases reach an all-time high of 1,626. The majority of cases are reported in northern Taiwan. The two-year-old boy's health condition deteriorated shortly after he began showing symptoms. He was already unconscious and had a high fever when he arrived at the hospital before he succumbed to symptoms from the virus. Previously, there had been no COVID-19 related deaths recorded in patients under 30 years old in Taiwan. Both Taiwan and China have rising case numbers, but tackling the situation in different ways, with China still sticking to its zero COVID strategy and enforced lockdowns, including in the largest city, Shanghai. In spite of the current case spike, Taiwan's mandatory quarantine rules have relaxed for both international travelers and those who came in contact with confirmed cases. The quarantine period has been cut from 14 days to 10, and people do not need to quarantine in hotels if they are able to do so alone at home. Taiwan has only registered 856 deaths since the pandemic began, and the community has reached over 80 percent fully vaccinated citizens. Japanese economists are warning about the rapid pace of the yen's fall to a fresh 20-year low against the U.S. dollar and the potentially fallout on its homegrown economy. The government announced yesterday that it is monitoring developments in the currency market, including the yen's depreciation, with a sense of vigilance. Recent comments on the yen by Japanese government officials and the Bank of Japan governor have so far failed to stem the currency's depreciation, blamed on different approaches for Japanese and U.S. monetary policy to tackle sharply rising inflation. But some see the weak yen as a plus to Japanese exporters as it boosts its overseas profits. But when combined with soaring crude oil and other commodity prices, it becomes a headache for resource-poor Japan because it means increased import costs. A building, housing and Alphamart convenience store has collapsed in Indonesia's South Kalimantan province, killing four and injuring nine others. The building caved in on Sunday. Two critically injured survivors were pulled out from the rubble as late as yesterday. Police reported that the building was 20 years old and was built on peatland, which may be the partial cause for the collapse. Police are now checking the building's compliant with the building code. Alphamart is Indonesia's leading convenience store chain with over 17,000 outlets across Indonesia. An offshore earthquake with a preliminary magnitude of 5.9 has jolted Davao Oriental Province on Mindanao Island in the southern Philippines. 
The quake, which happened at 9.23 a.m. yesterday, hit a depth of 49 kilometers. Seismologists warned that the tectonic quake will trigger aftershocks and could cause damage. No specific damage has been reported at this stage and no tsunami warnings were issued. The Philippines has frequent seismic activities due to its location along the Pacific Ring of Fire. Southeastern Philippines was also slammed with a massive tropical storm last week, killing at least 148 people. Transferring money overseas? Sick and tired of the insane charges? Well, there's a new product to solve that problem. Try D-Money on your next international money transfer with the best rates and no added costs. Go to dmoney.com. And welcome back. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're near the end of the show. And uh, what our last topic for today is regarding solar panels. Now, can, can I talk about this particular light here? This is like sure. my solar panel. Okay. <laughs> it's really bright. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's quite bright in Thailand as well. You well, know, plenty of sunshine. Yeah, normally we're known for warm, humid weather. Especially nice at the moment. sunshine. A lot of people travel thousands of miles just to go to the beach and burn themselves and say, burn me, God! Mm. And they love it. And they put tanning oil, which doesn't make sense to a person like me. But hey, yes, whatever wh floats your boat. Well, of course, most Asians do the exact opposite and try and avoid the sun yeah. in mm. any way they possibly can. The good old Thai full sleeves uh, and oh, yeah. mask and hat to but, the beach. Bum. I actually saw a Japanese woman. <clears throat> I actually saw a Japanese woman in Swanlumpini, and she was dressed from head to toe, like covered. Yeah. All you could see was the eyes. It yeah. was very interesting. Even gloves. She, well, she was might have been gloves. a Muslim. Yeah, I was about to say she could be a practicing um, I Muslim. I doubt it. She okay. looked very Japanese. One oh. of my favorite <laughs> photos of all time is a photo taken at the Grand Canyon. Okay. And it was a photo of five um, uh, Muslim ladies okay. who had gone on a tour. And they're all wearing the full head-to-toe is a burqa or what? Burqa, yeah. With just that. Or abaya, yeah. A underneath it had their names. Oh. oh, I thought, what's the point? So that they know How who do we was know who? Mary from Jane and Nancy. Maybe they named it. Oh, that was quite funny. So they can let their, know, let, let their relatives know what. So, oh, there I was at the Grand Canyon. Uh, anyway, we digress. Uh, what we love about this story is the really, really cheap yes. uh, electric bill this guy's mm. got. Right. Now, Thailand is very hot. And I don't think it's a genius idea, but it's a very smart idea to consider using solar panels mm. for electricity. Uh, as I say that, that building has solar panels all the way on top of it. It does. It's got about 40 or 50 solar panels. Sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're living in Thailand, it might be a good idea to use solar panels to save on electricity like one man did in Isan. Now, he actually used to get a bill of 4,000 to 5,000 baht every month. Which, by the That's way, is expensive. a pretty high bill. Yeah. Pretty high bill. My bills are routinely a lot less than a thousand baht, even in the wow. the hottest months of the wow. year. Wow. Okay. What? That's quite impressive. Now you have to tell the audience what you do. A thousand baht. Well, we, we don't sleep with the air conditioning. Okay. So the, we've got the fan on at night. That we helps rarely even yeah. use the air conditioner during the day. Okay. We might turn it on for a couple of hours before. Uh, we go to bed, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, I think perhaps we are a fairly low use mm. um, air conditioning family. Cool. But, but this guy obviously he apparently had three air conditioners yes. going night and day. Yeah. So that's where the four or five thousand baht that's bill right. comes so from. It used to cost him four to five thousand baht. He started using solar panels and he got his bill from four thousand baht to forty four baht. 
What a story that is. Hey, 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 why don't we all start using solar panels? Because here's the catch. To install the solar panels, it cost him about 300,000 baht. Now that is a big chunk of money that not everyone is uh, either willing or has the money to invest. Mm -hmm. So we worked out that's going to cost him around about, what, 12 to 15 years to, to get his value. So he's not really making any money on his savings until about 12 or 15 years pass. Mm. So, mm. And by that time, the technology might even change sure. and then you have to redo the solar panels again. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it, obviously, if you've got the, the money, you can get your power bills down. And I suppose you get that warm glow when you wake up in the morning that you're doing something for uh, you know, energy conservation and yeah. global warming and all that sort of stuff. And the, that energy, the, the solar energy is free. Every year, the solar panels get a little bit cheaper. They get a bit more efficient. And so the benefits will slowly increase. Uh, at some stage, we'll probably see solar panels on the top of cars to yeah. help recharge the batteries. And then that suddenly sort of becomes something useful. Well, mm. even farmers now, the Thai government is trying to help farmers to uh, introduce and rather promote solar power use. It is being used by most farmers or some farmers in Thailand. However, they're really trying to push solar energy to help farmers reduce their costs, uh, which will be better for them and the country as they'll be able to have sufficient energy. Yeah, look, I think any government that, that gets behind subsidies for uh, farmers, manufacturers, businesses to use solar power is a really good thing. Uh, and as I said, because the, the the panels are getting smaller, more efficient, yeah. uh, cheaper, then there's going to be more of it in the future. Yeah. And the power is free. But yeah, when we thought, oh, how did he get his bill down to 44 baht a month? <laughs> oh, yeah. 300,000 baht in solar panels. Yeah, that'd explain it. Well, if you've got the money, then sure. I guess. Good luck better. to him. Yeah, good, yeah. good luck to him. Natty. Does the Natty households uh, support any solar power? I wish we had that money to mm -hmm. install a solar power panel, but no, we, well, we do other forms of, uh, you know, green things like, for yeah. example, recycling. Flipping tires, cooking barbecues. <laughs> Milking your own cow, you know. It would be nothing more masculine than getting on the roof and installing a yeah. solar panel right. with your own drill. Well, it, be it doing also that depends today. on what kind of solar power you have. If you have solar power trying, if you're trying to power your entire house with air conditioning, I, I'm guessing it's going to be a completely different price. Now, in my uh, in the Sheikh household, uh, recently, my dad actually bought it from Lazada, I believe, or, or somewhere online. I think he paid 5,000 baht for a small solar panel, which goes onto the roof, and it actually attaches itself to a small light. Now, these are the security lights. You know those right. lights when you, you're living in a Muban, like a village, and at night you just like a light on so that, you know, it, it might, some people just like having a small light on. Yeah, well, outside I, the house. It's I've like got a that with form my, of security light. my house number on it. Yeah. And the solar panel gets enough power during the day, yeah. mm. even when it's cloudy, to keep that running for 10 to 12 hours a night. That's exactly right. And Very and simple. That, and it's self-sufficient. You just need to do it once. Yep. It might cost you like 5,000 baht, 10,000 baht, and it just it's self-sufficient. It doesn't use any electricity. It just kind of i got garden lights that do the same thing. Cool. So they're all solar. And they're, they're quite cheap. Have you and my dad been talking? No, no. We've been talking about other things, Jay, but not uh, solar power. All right. We've we'll been talking know. about beards. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. All right. Uh, Are you going to grow a beard, Natty? <clears throat> I'm trying to. It's just not growing properly. It looks like it's the thing to do yeah. uh, <laughs> it here is. in the office. It I is. tried, but I failed. 
I've, we're I've, we're I've on got, the same boat. I've got less facial hair than you, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Good Morning Thailand. Let us know in the comments section below if there are any topics you'd like us to talk about, or let us know your feedback from any of the topics we've spoken about today. What do you think? Join the conversation. As for now, I'd like to say a thank you to our guest, Natty Warisa. Thank you. And Tim Newton. Thank you. And this is Jay signing off from today's Good Morning Thailand. We'll see you tomorrow.